0: Hello, just a quick note from your editor, Quinn, because this is episode one, we do a quick introduction to both characters and the world, as well as small introductions to each of the players, though if you want to skip that, feel free to skip to around 4 minutes and 30 seconds, the exact timestamp for that will be in the description, as well, these short introductions, the audio is a bit shaky as it was done ad hoc, so I apologize for that. Thank you, and enjoy, folks and fables.
1: Hi, I am Joey Borg, and I'm going to be the Game Master for the Folks and Fables podcast. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Joseph E. Borg.
0: Hello, my name is Quinn, and I will be portraying Astraea. Astraea is a tiefling druid, specifically a druid of the stars, and she was abandoned as a kid and has grown up entirely in the forest. One day when she was young, she found a small white flower that she was oddly interested in, and just decided to pluck it and put it in her hair, and it strengthened her connection to her stars. She felt like that she had a strong connection of when something would go bad or when something would go good, and she felt like that was coming from the stars, and that's what helped her live in the forest alone. One day, Estrella, though, felt a very strong sense of woe coming from the stars and decided that she could no longer just stay idle and decided to seek out to figure out her calling and what the stars were trying to tell her, Astraea again is a tiefling. She is around five foot eight, light blue skin and red hair. It's very messy and slight, like mid length. Uh, and as well, the flower that she put in her head stayed kind of grown, and a vine has actually grown down and then around her left arm. And then as well, she's a tattoo on her right arm that mimics the style of that vine on her left arm, but in a tattoo. I look forward to continuing to flesh her out, and I hope you look forward to learning more about Astrea with me. A bit more about myself. My name is Quinn, as I've already said. I currently live in Vancouver, and you can find more about me on Twitter at holopollock, or H-O-L-O-P-O-L-L-O-C-K. I know, a lot of L's. Hi, I'm
2: Dunk. I use he-him pronouns, and I'll be playing the role of Jean-Jacques Galot. A wood elf bard who has studied for many, many years at uh, one of the greatest universities on this continent. John Jack Gallo, or JJ, is very much interested in stories, narratives, and the spoken word. He is trying to document or discover new stories in order to further his own academic career. About myself... I'm currently studying a Master of Divinity program at the University of Toronto, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as at Dunksterable. That's D-U-N-C-S-T-E-R-A-B-L-E, Dunksterable.
3: Hi, I'm Benji, and I play Piron on Folks and Fables. Pieron is a monk from a monastery deep in the mountains who's just entering the real world for the first time. His journey is about understanding the relationship between the philosophy he's been taught in his secluded home and how it applies to real people and the real world around him. You can find me on social media at BenjiLee13, and more importantly, you can find us on social media at Folks and Fables.
1: After ten years of bloody war, the Pact of Flowers was reached. All previous kingdoms would declare vassalage under this new empire, However, after the atrocities that occurred during the conflict, the Council of the Empire, in a coup, removed Emperor Dominic III from power, converting him to a mere puppet, and founded the Republic of the White Rose. Now a pseudo-democracy, the bureaucracy of the newly founded Republic drastically impedes the ability to make any lasting change or help manage this amalgamation of usurped kingdoms. In order to mitigate the tensions and keep peace, governors were chosen from individuals who commanded respect from the populace of each new province. However, due to vast difficulty gaining the aid of the Republic, there became a reliance on those who were willing to step up and go above and beyond the, to keep order and peace in each of the respected provinces. Thus became the Great Age of Adventurers.
2: In a completely fictional world with certainly no ties to our own, our heroes explore new lands, meet new friends, inspire depressed stable workers, and demonstrate the meaning of petty and vindictive behavior. Join us in our premiere episode of Folks and Fables, an actual play D&D podcast starring a socially inept druid who is too good and kind for this world, a medicinally focused monk, and a bard who uses words that are too big to actually do any harm to his intended target. It's a cool
1: day nearing the end of autumn. The leaves have all but turned and have begun to fall with haste at this point. The road bumpy but surprisingly well kept. The party sits in their wagon, tired from the long journey they have been forced to make. Now, how have you guys all handled this journey on this long road towards the town of Glimmerwood?
0: Glimmerwood? I hope there's more wood there. I miss the forest. The town? There's too many things. I need to wear shoes way more often. It's it's very annoying. These shoes are good for your back. They are good for your arch supports. I, I keep telling you this, and they keep your feet so clean, and you hate to bathe. My feet were fine without shoes before. They'll be fine without shoes.
3: I'm with Estrella. I like the feel of the grass under my feet. You Philistines. Uh, What time of day is it? Uh, It's probably like
1: just afternoon, so like 12.30, 1 o'clock in the afternoon probably. Like, you guys have been traveling for a couple of weeks at this point on this wagon that you've, you know, bought from an old farmer who just kind of needed to get rid of a couple of oxen. So it, they weren't in great shape. It's taken a little bit longer um, than is usually necessary because you're actually coming from Tanau, the major city in Tanao wherein, which is where you all met in the first place, which is the major town in the prairie province and you're heading over to the town of glimmerwood which is the largest city it sits directly on the border of tanau and krangarb which is the boreal province and you're going there because you have heard rumors of an ancient secret that has been unearthed uh near the town and you're going to investigate this anyone else want to describe how their trip's been so far what they're looking forward to any thoughts on what's going on or we get to move on to what's going on
0: I'm probably happy to get back to the forest, but other than that, it's about
2: it. JJ has j- just been reading books, like non-stop reading.
1: Like his his nose has not been out of the book. Oh, so like it, to the point where like are you like shirking like camp responsibilities because you're too busy reading? So like um Astrea and uh Pyron, Pyron, Pyron. Piron. Piron? Piran. Piran. Um, Astraea and Piron uh, have been, like, doing things like collecting wood, building the fires, pitching the tents, um, cooking dinner, and you're just, like, sitting there being like, yeah, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll get to it in a minute, and they just don't want to argue with you about reading, and so you're, like, sitting there? Oh, no, he's, he's doing all of the activities, but really only with, like, one hand while also
2: holding the book in the other hand and, like, really half-assed doing things. So, like, he's probably cooking while the others are getting firewood and stuff, um, and he's just, like, reading as he's, like, stirring the pot, Or, like, reading as he's, like, half-assed trying to put up a tent.
3: Oh, so you mean he's, like, cooking. I like the idea that we're kind of, like, really doing it for you. Like, you think you're cooking, but then one of us will take it off the heat before it starts to burn. Or, like, uh...
2: Yeah, and it's like, I'm just, like, stirring the stew, but you're the ones that are, like, putting the seasoning and the protein and stuff in. Yeah. Yeah, your hands
3: are just moving. You're on autopilot.
0: Yeah, considering I lived in the forest for most of my life, I probably am pretty good at the doing this. So like when uh, JJ is just like sitting there doing nothing casually, I'm just like, well, no one did anything before, so I'll just do everything now anyways. And I'm like, at least I have one person being
3: somewhat useful. I can do things occasionally. I'm not the brightest, but, but I can do things. <laughs> I love that.
1: I love the honesty there. So... As you're making your way onto this road, you know you're very close to the town of Glimmerwood at this point. But suddenly, your wagon lurches to a halt. You guys stop and get off to see why the carts suddenly stopped moving. Who's driving this cart, by the way? Uh,
0: if you slept most of the day and JJ's reading, I guess by default it's me. Do you know
1: how to drive a cart? Like, or is this your first time like, manually dealing with a wagon?
0: I'm good with animals, uh, debatably. I'm actually not that good with animals. Maybe I used one of my spells a while ago that lets me telepathically communicate with the ox to first learn how to do it. Like, now I could do it, but when we first started using it, I constantly had to use one of my spells for the day to telepathically communicate with the ox to learn
1: how to do it. That's incredible. So you never actually bothered to learn how to properly drive a wagon. You just decided, oh... I am now going to just use my spells because it's too much work to properly learn how to steer this ox.
0: Maybe by now I've, like, half-learned, so I don't need to use the spell, but I'm bad at it. And if I'm about to, like, mess up, I'll be like, "Uh uh-oh, and I'll touch the ox and be like, time to look through your eyeballs and talk to you.
1: So you're, you're like, if this was Japan, you have, like, the bumper sticker on the back saying new driver on the cart. Yeah. yeah, Okay, I love that. So the reason your wagon lurches to a stop is because astray you've noticed what looks like a small child just sitting on the side of the road hands in his face crying what do you guys do
0: this is my deal i help people on the road i get off and i go up to the kid and say hello do you do you
1: need any help you look very lost maybe i can point you before you can get up to the child i'd like everyone to please roll perception checks perception or insight perception okay Piron, you rolled a twelve. Astrea, you rolled a seventeen, and uh, JJ, you rolled an eleven. So actually, what's interesting about this, while you two uh, degenerates are loafing around in the cart, unwilling to help and notice anything, um, Astrea, you notice that this isn't a this isn't a human child. It doesn't look like a human child. The face is different. The like, body shape is different. And then you kind of get the feeling you're being watched. And I'd now like everyone to please roll initiative.
0: Well, I really did want to help this kid. Not going to lie.
1: So, Astrea, you notice. But the other two... So, actually, I'll move you up because you had gone up to the person. Talk um, to the kid, yeah. talk to the kid. As you guys... As you turn around to realize... This isn't a human kid this is a tiny angry goblin.
0: Oh god. Oh no, not goblins. Can I talk I can't talk to it. Well, is it attacking me? What's it doing?
1: It's going to turn around and try and stab you. But you knew that it wasn't a human child, so you didn't just immediately get stabbed with a surprise round. These other two definitely did though.
0: So it's my turn. I do a thing. Do I just should I just hit it? I'll just hit it.
1: Okay. Roll your dice. 14. Yes. Uh, okay, so, you go and take your shillelagh and go to whack this thing, but it's just a little more agile than you thought, and it just kind of slightly ducks out of the way, narrowly missing it, um, and now it turns around to stab you.
0: I say, uh uh-oh, they're they're smaller than I thought.
1: Uh, what's your armor class? Ah, so it goes to stab you, but... It's not very dexterous. It doesn't really know what it's doing. This definitely seems like this is the sad goblin that doesn't really have a lot of friends who got forced to be the bait. Um, So he goes to stab you and wildly misses, like just swinging totally uncontrollably. And like, you don't even have to dodge to make it like to get out of the way. It just goes to your right, assuming you were going to move to your right. You just stand there awkwardly. The rest of them uh, P- uh Piron and JJ are you guys in the cart on top of the cart like where are you guys sitting we would be or at least i would be in the cart i am in zikat the so they go to run up to you but you guys being in the cart they don't get very close unfortunately because well they're slow and tiny so they start to move towards the cart but the ones with bows look at their friend in danger And then decide, man, we should probably help him at some point. So, uh, the first goblin with a bow takes a shot at you, Drea. That's a miss. Uh, Also, misses horribly. Uh, An arrow sails over the top of your head. While the second one, oh, even worse. It lands directly, like, five feet in front of you, just horribly missing. They definitely need some practice with their bow aim. Um, and that is the end of their turn. Now it is, uh, back to Estrella. What do you do with this poor, sad sack in front of you?
0: I guess I'll do the same thing. I say, I say, I guess we need a fight. So I guess I'll fight. And I try to hit them again with my quarter staff. That's magical. Cause it's magical. Uh, which I'll roll for. Uh, and i I get 22. I hope that
1: hits. Okay. It absolutely does. Uh, uh, So for damage, you do 11 damage. Um, I can describe what
0: I do if you want. Okay, so I see this kid, and I am like, I'm sorry, kid, but I guess we're in a fight. So I take my stick, and I swipe under its legs and kind of hit the back of their knees, and I'm guessing they fall down. And did they die? Yes. And so I think what happens is as I do that, they just hit their head on the ground and don't. Don't get back up.
3: You can choose to be non-lethal. Are you killing this small goblin or knocking him out?
0: Oh wait, 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 I sw- I wait, wait. it's important. It's important. I just stated I just stated that I hit its legs under. I tried to sweep its legs, but I hit it too much. So it fell and hit its its hit its head. I didn't I didn't need to kill the goblin boy. But I I'm just, t- I don't use magic very often.
1: So I want to let you know that two of your, your party members in the party who are just noticing the, noticing the goblins now first look at you and realize you have now just beaten a small child to death and are very confused until the other four goblins.
0: I say there are goblins.
1: No, you didn't mean to, Um, but to your party members, at first, it looks like you've beaten a small child, and then they notice the four angry goblins rushing towards the wagon and understand what's going on. Uh, JJ, I do believe it's your turn.
2: Okay, Um, so what I am going to do is I am going to take out my loot that I have beside me. I am going to strum it a little bit uh just gently and i'm going to whisper over to the closest bowman and say you have now angered your god and this is wrong no that's stupid uh you know what i'm just gonna say uh you have angered your god you must leave and cast dissonant whispers describe me what that does What it does is you whisper a discordant melody uh, that only one creature of your choice within range can hear, racking it with terrible pain. The target must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, it takes 3d6 uh, psychic damage and must immediately use its reaction, if available, to move as far as its speed allows away from you. The creature doesn't move into an obviously dangerous ground, such as a fire open pit, whatever. Um, On a successful save, the target takes half as much damage and doesn't have to move away. Okay. Uh, Which one are you targeting? Uh the one
1: close the bowman the bowman closest to me.
0: The save is thirteen.
1: Okay, so they actually pass, so they take five damage, but do they they just still do they still have to move or no? No, okay. So he uh, this goblin looks at you, his mind filled with pain for about thirty seconds. His nose starts bleeding slightly, and then he looks and snaps out of it and looks honestly more angry than he did before. Um, and now Piron, I believe it is your turn. Um, no, it's not. Excuse me. Oh, was that a bonus action?
2: No, it's an action, but I do have a bonus action. Okay. And so I look at how pissed off this guy is. I look at Piron and I say, you should probably do something about this. And I give him an inspiration die.
3: Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Piron's kind of very confused. He's just like, why are we fighting? Is this a robbery? We we don't really have any money. I mean, we have the wagon, but that was kind of all the money. Can we just not with the fighting? Do you
1: speak goblinoid?
3: No, do they not speak common?
1: So they look at you and they go, Grah! and you 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 see one of them look at another one very confused, and then they nod at each other and continue to rush towards you.
3: Okay, so clearly violence is the only thing people listen to. And I'm going to move up. I guess I'll move up in front of, uh, like, I interpose myself between JJ and the goblins. And I'm probably going to punch the angry. Or I'm going to I'm gonna whack him with my spear. The angry.
1: Uh, which one? The one that's taken damage or the one? The one that. The, the, the bowman? The,
3: yeah, the one that JJ. Okay angered. I'm gonna give him a good old, a good old whack. I miss. <laughs> but I have a bonus action. I'm a hot damn, so I kind of swing the spear, and I think he kind of just ducks underneath, and I'm like, oh crap, but I keep the momentum, do like a little spin, and kick him across the face, and do five damage.
1: Uh, it doesn't really matter because as you do this, you turn around and you hit him a little harder than you intended to, and his neck kind of. Oh no! Spins. Sorry,
3: I want to go non-lethal. I'm going non-lethal. I am not breaking his neck. All right, I will let you go non-lethal, but in the future, I want you to specify if
1: you're going non-lethal because otherwise, you're just murdering people. Okay, so as you do that, it's like it's like a Mike Tyson fight. You you kind of just get him right underneath the chin. You pop him, and he just, his eyes roll back, and then he, like, flops to the ground. Okay, so, the one to the right, or to the left of Piran, uh, looks at you, saw what it did to your friend, growls, um, in a guttural language that you just can't understand, and takes his spear, and tries to stab you with it. I growl back. You, you growl back? i go Rawr. i love that um and i'll explain why in a second i'm fairly certain but i'm still gonna ask a nine does not hit correct
0: yeah 14 hits that's what hits 14
1: no no that wasn't at you Australia. that was at Piron. oh sorry what am i being hit with a spear with a si- that rolled a nine
3: no, a nine will not hit me. I, so I dodged this that.
1: goblin takes your takes its spear and tries to stab you, um, and misses horribly as you kind of just take your palm and just kind of like push it away. Uh, he's this goblin is not clearly trained well in weaponry and just kind of saw a sharp pointy stick and thought this might hurt someone. Whereas the other goblin takes its short bow uh, and is actually going to back up. And look and see that Astrea has actually, at most incapacitated, or at least incapacitated, at most murdered one of its friends. And it's going to take its short boat uh, and try and shoot you with it. But when he shoots, it just immediately sails over your head and into the river next to you. As you turn around, and he looks, and he's just, like, baffled that they're so incompetent. Um, and now understands why his mom doesn't love him. I sigh. You sigh. I love that. And the last one will run up and go try and stab uh, Piran. Because, once again, he definitely looks the most intimidating. Having just, you know, uh, Mike Tyson, his friend, unconscious. So he's going to take his spear and try and stab you with it. Uh, And I assume an 11 also doesn't hit he misses as well. Okay, so he takes his spear and tries to stab you with it, and it honestly feels like less... You've been in fights with goblins before, and... Because they're fairly common, especially in the prairie... Or in, um, Krangarb and Tannau. but this feels less like fighting goblins and more like fighting drunk children, um, as they're just so... I have done this many times as well. <laughs> uh, and I do believe that, uh, Piron is now up. Not Piron, Estrella is now up.
0: I'm just annoyed that we have to do this. And I say, but I guess I need to help these people. They are in theory my friends or whatever. So I I say, This person looks spooky. Uh how many? It's five feet per thing per square. Yeah. Can I can I even get this direction? How far is that? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I can do it. And because I'm just I already have it out, I'll just say I just hit him. I'm just like, ugh. I was just trying to help the kid. And I I hit I hit with the I hit I hit the I hit the I hit the goblin with my thing. Sorry, I'm really bad at finding the, the button. And I, I get, I get again 18. I do
1: seven damage. Oh. Well, that'll definitely do it. Uh so you take this magical stick of yours and just
0: oh i'll give it some flavor
1: yes please do you so you don't mur- you don't murder this one you just d- knock it directly unconscious
0: well oh, i was i was also going to give some flavor to what my shillelagh looks
1: like. oh please do i love that yeah i
0: have a quarterstaff and it kind of looks like a it kind of looks like raised quarterstaff so it's like uh has like le- it's leather round in the center but when i use shillelagh the vines that are on my left arm kind of grow to cover it, um, and it uh, it starts glowing like a white glow. And then when I cast the spell, but only when I cast the spell, the flower on my horn kind of opened and glowed for a bit, but it's closed again. Unless it's nighttime, then it's open. But at, during the day, it's closed. Ooh. Okay, awesome. Um, and I, hit, I, just, I also just go for the leg sweep again, um, but I probably don't go all the way through. Like, I probably just hit a knee.
1: Yeah. So you hit this thing in the knee and then it falls to the ground and actually smacks its head on the ground. And rather than dying this time because it hit itself in the neck, it just goes unconscious um, as, you know, getting knocked directly from your feet headfirst into the ground probably isn't pleasant. Um, uh, JJ, it is now your turn.
2: So um, I'm going to peer up behind behind Piran and... Uh, look over at the goblin that is on uh, his left, um, and i'm going to say, goblin this goblin is galling, it is Gaish, it is gaudy, it is ghastly, it is gauche and I'm going to cast um, vicious mockery. okay, all right, give me those rules um, it's a save, yeah, so you do, you do the wisdom.
1: Oh, I have to roll. Ah. Oh, okay, so it saves.
2: All right, well, that did nothing.
1: Yeah, no, Effect. effectively what happened was is used really big words, and these things barely speak common at all. So it looks at you and goes, Huh? huh? And then continues to charge forward. That's actually a very young character. <laughs> Just totally over its head.
3: Oh, damn. This goblin is too smart for you.
1: All right, well,
2: I think I'm going to move back a little bit, actually. So I'll move back, like, ten feet.
3: Yes. Okay, so I think uh, Piers just kind of going, like, Sorry, sorry, as he's, like, beating down these drunk children. Um, So I'm going to go smack the first one with the butt of my spear. Uh, And I'm pretty sure that a 22 and... it's the one in front of me. So I rolled a 22 and 7 damage as I kind of butt it with the spear in the face. I flavor it for me. Tell me how you knock this one unconscious. I, I think that's kind of, you know, like, so he came at me with his spear, and he tries to stab me. I kind of move out of the way, and then I just go, none of that. And I kind of just a quick, like, swift kathunk as the back of the spear hits him in the, in the nose. He gets a bit of a nosebleed, and he kind of just, he's out. Um, And then I'm going to use my bonus action to use my martial arts to uh, try and punch the other one. Uh, And I'm going to use that uh, extra Bardic Inspiration, uh, which is a d4, right, Duncan, at this level? Uh, It's a d6. A d6! Uh, Does a 13 hit...
1: So, you take your hand, and you go to punch him, and you're super inspired from the amazing words that JJ has spoken to you to get you all amped up for this fight, but it's honestly it's too much, you're just too excited, and so you over-punch, not realizing this thing is three feet tall, and assuming you're fighting a normal-sized humanoid, and it just kind of looks at you and goes, "Ah!" and then immediately takes off. So, it's going to move... Aha, and I get
3: an attack of opportunity. Not if it takes the disengage action. Did it take the disengage action? That's why it didn't attack
1: you. Okay. Um, and it, it disappears. Uh, uh, and congrats, you have officially
3: completed my goblin puzzle. Uh, is, do, the, do the goblins have any cool stuff on them? You should check them uh, out. Who's
1: going to search them? Uh, Piran, you're searching go, them, right? Um, actually,
2: I, I'm, I'm going to go up, uh, and I'm going to see that there is some unconscious ones, and I'm going to say, perhaps, friends, we may uh, want to incapacitate them for when they wake up. Maybe ask them what they were doing.
3: I, I think they were robbing us, <clears throat> is what they were doing. I don't know that there's a lot more uh, uh, intent behind it than uh, money.
0: I, I know you come from the high. We learn a lot of things, but uh, normally when people ambush you in the forest, uh, they just want you. They don't really want your knowledge or your large words or your funny talk. They, they just want y- y- you.
3: Damn, Astraea. Yeah. Tell them ah. how you
2: really feel. <laughs> C'est magnifique. I am going to then take their clothes, because they don't need them. Do you want their clothes? I'm just taking their clothes, because it's kind of like...
1: I will say, these things are... uh, Like, you can take their clothes, but they're wearing very ragged, terrible clothes. Like, they're half-rotted, moth-eaten, like, pretty gross clothes. Like... Two of them aren't even wearing proper padded leather armor. It's just, like, they took some animal cloaks and kind of just draped them on their chest, assuming that it would be too thick to stab through. Like, and it's not even properly cured. It's just, like, they, they killed an animal, took its hide, cut it off, and then stuck it on its chest.
2: Are, are you going to let me take their clothes? You can if you want to. Cool. I'm going to take their clothes. I'm going to put it on the side of the road, all in a pile. All right. I'm going to take some of my oil and my tinderbox.
0: Why? This is very vindictive. You don't need an oil. I can just light it on fire if you want. I have magic. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Yes. That's what teach them not to fuck with I, us. I, 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 so I, I go up to you and say, I guess you need a fire again. Why are we doing this? Why
3: can do I... To I'm just gonna...
2: So So... They try to mess with us, so we mess with them. Simple
3: as that. Okay. Um, can I kind of drag them and, like, prop their unconscious bodies up against the stump? Okay. You
1: absolutely can, but I have one question for all three of you. Is JJ the only one absolutely. removing the clothes? Yes, to right. I goblins? am not or is no everyone getting
3: <laughs> to light their clothes on fire. This is not
1: an activity okay. I am participating in. JJ, I'd like you, please, to roll an investigation check. Um, investigation? Yeah.
2: Can I have advantage?
1: No. <laughs>
2: Worth a shot. Oh, I didn't need it. That's a 22,
1: baby. Oh, pff, yeah. Easy peasy. So actually, as you're removing the clothes off of the goblin that Astrea properly knocked out as opposed to murdering, um... You take off its pants, and a small uh, ring falls out of the pocket. It is a rusty metal ring with a break at the top in the rough shape of a star. Yo, it's a star? Do I feel anything?
0: Did the stars tell me anything when I see the star ring?
1: Either rule nature or... Uh... Kind of like insight, if you want. Like, that's kind of my whole deal. What? I mean, I don't care. No, it's either nature or religion. Or it's either nature, religion, or history. You can pick which one you want to roll. I'll roll nature if the stars are telling me it. Let the stars
0: tell me the future. Nature.
1: So, Australia, you look at this, and this isn't... It just looks like a metal ring. It doesn't look like there's anything special about it. Uh, JJ, on the other hand, you know... That, especially considering your intrepid studies on the moon elves, that this was actually a common magical symbol symbol used in rituals and casting, um, in the old in old sky elf religious practices. And you'd be very confused as to why a bunch of goblins have this on. Ah, c'est magnifique!
2: I am the moon elf. It's not Zimunov, sorry. Zistarov.
1: Um, I actually would like everyone... If you have proficiency in nature or history, please roll, by the way.
3: I have neither of these things. I am the jock. I did Zikrit.
1: So, Astrea, you know that it's really weird that goblins are operating this close to a town. Like, you're only about five miles away from the town, and usually that would mean that they would be very far away from these kind of roads. They usually like to get lone travelers who have been traveling for a long time. It's very odd for you to see them this bold in terms of where they're attacking uh jj you on the other hand are very very concerned because you know for a fact that the provincial guard went through and basically wiped out all of the goblin caves within a 30 mile radius of glimmerwood because of the natural travel and bustle of this town and so it's very concerning that not only are they this close to the town but that they're here at all
2: this is uh not not so great. okay
3: Um, i'm gonna put on the ring do, uh, do we have any money? So, yes, you guys, I would say, would
1: probably have, like, two go- like two gold pieces, three gold pieces on you. Because, once again, you guys have been adventuring for a little bit at least and have probably taken on the odd job here or there. Um, you definitely have spent a lot of money on this wagon, but I would still say you definitely have enough money if you needed to, you know, buy rations or supplies or needed to go into town and, like, sleep at an inn or things like that.
3: So, about three gold, you say?
1: Yeah. Which, just for context, is roughly about 300 Canadian. Yeah. Um,
2: I'm going to put on the ring. Okay. It is a uh, relic of my people. It's a ring. Yeah, and it's a relic of my people. So, I now have a star elf ring.
1: I will say, it's definitely not comfortable to wear on your finger. It's very rusted, Actually, I would like you to make a constitution Am I going to get
2: fantasy tetanus? Are you kidding me?
1: Okay, yeah, you're fine. It doesn't, like, cut you or anything, but it's really gross when you put it on. Like, this definitely needs some work if you're going to actually want to wear this as jewelry. Like, it's not pleasant to wear. It might work if you wanted to turn it into a necklace and wear it around your neck with, like, a chain. But, like...
2: Oh, if only there was, like, the mending spell.
1: No, amending doesn't unrust
0: things. Doesn't it? I, I get, on the, uh, get on the cart and I say, this was a distraction that we didn't really need. I thought I was just helping a kid. It's kind of my whole deal. I help people on roads. We should just go. Okay. Well, he, he,
2: here is uh, the conundrum with uh, that. Um, this is a very old relic, and they should not have it. It is very strange that they do, and it is very strange that they are here, so close to the city. So perhaps it is best to see what is going on.
3: I am now curious.
2: If not, it's okay. You know, I can I can just do the the, the reading, and be on our merry way. But this might be something worth uh,
0: investigating—a story, if you will. If you want to investigate, point, and I'll I'll, I'll walk. But uh. But I, uh, where we walk, like if if you're just gonna read and walk in the in, into the forest, I don't want to have to save you again. Straya so I will say point. this.
1: I, I was gonna say I will say this. You would all know. So the boreal forest has a really bad. It's not well-maintained, mm-hmm. and not well-mapped off of a few oh. main roads. Uh-huh. And so while it would be possible yeah. for you if you wanted to just follow these guys and see where their layer is, there's a good chance that because you're not from around here that it's very easy to get lost. It might be a...
0: Wait, aren't I definitely from the forest? I'm from a forest. I
1: grew up in a forest. So... So you grew up in a forest, but the Boreal, the way that I would describe it is, is that if you were part of like the Rouge Valley in Toronto, the province you're in now is the equivalent of like the Amazon rainforest in terms of largesse. And so it's very easy to get lost. It's basically if you took the Redwood Forest of California and made it the size of the Amazon.
0: Okay. I probably could navigate though, but I get it. I wasn't, this is not where I'm from.
1: Yeah. So like
0: once again, you-
2: well I mean I grew up with wood elves and this is my home province.
0: Well, I don't care. Uh do we need to do this? That's my real question. I go up to JJ and say, if you want to investigate, that is fine well, that's your voice. Um if <laughs> if 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 you want to investigate, that's fine,
3: but why? Can 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 we even do we do we actually know where we're going? Like no, well, this is, uh, like you're. Yeah, you're about three miles out from Glowwood. No, no, I know that. But like, do, do what? What would we be investigating? Where Where would we go? That isn't isn't where we're already going. He really likes stories, and but, this ring he um, found all of a sudden. So, this, this, I guess that's what we're investigating. This ring is is a is an ancient relic of a long dead people. No, no. I, Why is it here? Okay, so they did not belong here. They were not. What here. path are you? intending to pursue to uh, to discover more about the ring that is different from our current travel plans. Well, the
2: goblins will wake up. We can ask them politely to uh, perhaps tell us where they live. We
0: go see. They, they, they can't. We already tried this. You already tried to speak at them, and they were like... Meh. We, 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 we can't. Why don't we just hold on to the ring and the next person that you can speak your big words to,
1: maybe they can know the answer. So I actually love this encounter. Be- I, do not enjoy I love this, this because okay. I feel like this is absolutely some that has happened to, like, every other stop you've made on the road, where you'll have to deal with something, and JJ definitely reads way too far into it. And the first couple of times, Estrella and Piran, you're definitely, you were, like, super on board, you were super excited, but after, like, seven months of traveling with him, you're just kind of like, no, not again. We're not
3: going on this wild goose chase for, a twen- uh, like, a 20th time. Truth be told, I'm actually very interested to see how JJ communicates with the goblins. I want to watch him figure it out. Or not. As I said, you can try, and I will be here. I'm going to go nap in the wagon. Let let me know how it goes.
0: I'm going to go nap in a tree.
3: You you might want to tie them up before they wake up. Okay, have fun. Bye. Okay, perhaps
2: perhaps if I knew of a way to... I, I was literally gonna
3: take the the comprehend languages spell. Too bad you can't do it. But I didn't. I tell, tell you what, I'll help you tie them up. Can I? Can I take some? I have some rope. Can I just tie up the goblins? I do like a nice little like chain. Tie them all together around the tree stump. Now they'll be wake up naked and afraid.
0: While they're doing this, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go forage for
1: some food. If there are berries. I'm good at that. That's my deal. Ah, say magnifique. Astrea, I'd like you to roll a survival check. uh, And...
0: Do I get advantage or something? Because that's my whole point. I have the Outlander feature that makes sure that I can always find
1: stuff. Oh! Oh, if that's the case, don't even roll. You just... Actually, you know what? Do roll a survival check, but you will find food.
0: I'm not used to this territory, so like I get
3: like if I need roll. Um, it's oh. Fine.
1: Okay, so it's I got to So
3: 30/20.
1: <laughs> while you might not be from this forest um Australia, you are aware of the general botany and environment around you because it doesn't change that much. It's a forest. I know how forests work. So you actually know where the good food is, and you actually are able to find uh, a full strawberry patch just absolutely in perfect ripe bloom to be picked. And so you actually spend, like, a full 20 minutes. You pull out, like a, like, a rough spun sack, and you just sit there, like, picking strawberries. And I think you probably get, like, 100 to 200 strawberries.
0: Sweet. I come back and I say, I got the, I got the triangle red berries. Uh, they're delicious.
3: I think you come back. You come back and you, like, you can hop in the wagon and we're eating them like popcorn watching JJ as the, like, goblins are just coming to. Okay. So
1: you've tied them off around this tree. Um, and one of them begins to wake up. Oh, actually,
0: while this is happening, for the memes, because I can do this, uh, I, I have I can cast Augury three times a day. And what augury does is, I basically communicate with the stars because it's my star power ability. Uh, that it tells me I receive an omen from from the stars about the results of a specific course of action that we plan to take within the next thirty minutes. So, I'm gonna do that, and then. I, but you just tell me if it's gonna be good or bad or nothing. Okay. And I get a feeling from the stars.
1: So, are you asking about specifically this interrogation? Yeah.
0: Or like more like more like what it, are like the ring and the interrogation like? But like on the interrogation,
1: yeah.
3: Okay. Either it's wheel for good results, or woe for bad results, or nothing for results that aren't especially good or bad.
1: Uh, it's nothing.
0: I say the stars are kind of telling me that we're get gonna get nothing out of this, but this, and I'm telling this to Pia, not to not to JJ. But this seems like it's gonna be fun to watch.
3: So. I got the berries. Let's just sit. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We're just chilling. We're eating our 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 berries as popcorn. We're just we're just vibing. Okay. We're watching it. So we're watching it go down. All yeah. right. So I assume we could just fast forward.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The one with the spear actually begins to start to come to, and he looks at you and goes and goes. Rawr.
2: I do a cast. I rah. cast friends.
1: Rah. And he, he, his his tone gets a lot more like upbeat and friendly, but he's still going rah, 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 And, like, you you tell... You can tell he's
3: like, Joey, in case you don't know how this spell goes, he has advantage on charisma checks for a minute, but then immediately uh, the creature knows that they've had magic used against them and becomes hostile. And Mm -hmm. seeks retribution. (laughs) That's incredible. Um, Okay, yeah. So he's, this thing. So you've got 60 seconds, JJ. Make it laugh. Yeah, come on. (laughs) Throw these rapid fire questions. That, you, you,
2: you, you and me, uh, friends, yes? We? Oui? Thumbs up? I give him a big thumbs up.
1: Rah! He does like this, like, weird, like, full open palm in front of his face and goes, Rah! ah.
2: Okay. z magnifique, All right. Uh, you, uh, whom? I, I start, like, miming out everything that I'm
1: saying, like, uh, y- you're whom? Uh, where? Uh, it looks at you and goes, rah, rah, like it starts nodding its head.
0: Yes. your home. Yes, yes, we, 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 yes. Yeah, uh,
2: Zeo z- 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 is over there, I start pointing, like.
1: So, Where? it starts Oops. to go, rah, and it like, it wants to point, but its arms are tied up.
2: <laughs> you should free its arm. Okay, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna, um, Jose, I'm, I'm gonna take out of my little component pouch, I'm gonna take a little bit more makeup and I'm gonna wipe it on my face and I'm going to, um, recast the spell to give myself some more time. Um, and, <laughs> um, then, uh, then I'm going to, um, free one of his arms. Okay. Just one. Okay. And then I'm going to point again. Where? 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 Where, where is Z-Z-Home? Z-Home? I'm, I'm
1: miming out everything. Uh, and then it points at you okay is it me yes we oui. yes JJ it's pointed at you it's pointing at you going rah it's like it keeps keeps making that same noise and like keeps pointing at you I said this This
0: is gonna end poorly I'm gonna get the ox up okay I'm gonna I'm gonna
2: um I'm gonna try elvish I'm gonna try to, to say the same things in elvish does it understand okay wrong, wrong button didn't mean to do that so
3: uh, what do you say? The same Elvis. things. You're, you're home. Where is it? I'm like sitting forward in my seat now. I'm watching intently.
1: It looks at you and goes, ah! <laughs> <laughs> And points at you again.
2: Okay, I'm going to. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna look at my compatriots.
0: I'm going to just give them a look of defeat. I'm going to pick up, uh, Astrea picks up his book and says, do you want to just read this again and we can start walking? And by walking, I mean moving. This may be the best way of uh, handling this.
1: So before you can do that, it looks at Duncan. And uh, Duncan, I would like you to roll a dexterity saving throw, please. Or, sorry, JJ, I'd like you to roll a dexterity saving throw, please. A 14. Okay, so, please take two damage. As you've turned around, it looks at you, and it goes from a very happy, jovial, like, almost adorably goblin-like, to, like, anger. It, like, bares its teeth, and manages to, like, scooch its body out enough to, like, bite your ankle... While you were turned around talking to your companions. And now you just have this, like, tied-up goblet attached
3: to your ankle by the teeth. No,
2: this is disgusting.
3: Yeah, so this is where I go, uh, Time to time to step in, and I, I'm run over on one. Yeah, while he's running, running over,
1: uh, JJ is just, right, like, trying to kick him off. Very, very small. With the other foot. Yeah, you easy peasy. This thing is tied up. Do you want me to roll for it, or <laughs> I feel like... It, <laughs> um... Nah, it's tied up, like, and it's a, it's tied up- It's just
3: a good soccer kick across the chin, and he goes limp again.
1: <laughs> yeah, it- So, and then as you do that, actually, the other ones start to come to and start to look at you, and start to rattle around and go, Arr!
3: and, like, start trying to, like, pull its way out. I, I soccer kick the other two in the face. Boom, boom. Everyone's out. <laughs>
1: Yes, okay, now they are all unconscious again, um, but you now have, like, 12 very like, impressioned teeth marks in your ankle, JJ, and like, while it's definitely not permanent damage, they will scar. It'll be like an uh, next time you're dating someone, and they go why do you have 12 bite marks on your ankle? It's gonna be a really awkward story.
3: Can, JJ, could could you get in the in the cart now? Could we? Uh, is we, this acceptable? That, that, that is what I will do. Cool. i'm gonna i'm gonna leave uh, a gold piece in what in the goblin in the hand of the goblin that got untied like the one That's hand three and you're giving it one um well I have three you have your own three this is my three to spend how I want uh and I go uh hopefully you find your way to a better path and I make my way to the to the wagon and I hop on okay.
2: Sorry, do you want to do something? JJ? I think I'm okay. I'm just a little bit confused as to why Piron would do this, but
3: that's
0: mm-hmm. you burned their clothes. That's the least we can do.
3: They're clearly hungry and and unkept. Un- a little bit of a little bit of money might make them not highway rob anymore. And now they have less. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they didn't have a lot to start with, and you took away what little they had. So, so now I, so I think you know, a little bit of money could could go a long way for them, leading them to a better path. Thank you for listening
2: to this episode of Folks and Fables. If you like the show, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts or tell a friend. You can follow us on Twitter, at folks underscore fables, and Instagram, at folks and fables, all one word. A special thanks to Talia Faulkner for our beautiful logo, to Quinn, who does all our editing and web services, and to Joey, who is selflessly signed up to deal with our shenanigans. And of course, thank you, dear listener, as this would not be possible without your support. Au revoir!